everyone, welcome to Zack Snyder's Cut of the Media Master Minds. Yeah, I did a little slow-mo there. There wasn't enough slow-mo in the Justice League Snyder Cut. I am Legend Pop, Paul, and my host, co-host, partner in crime, Mr. Benny Rose. And this episode is going to be brought to you by the number seven, because that's how many hours it's going to be. <laughs> I'm going to try and trump the Snyder Cut and be even longer. Uh, but we'll talk about the Snyder Cut a little bit later on in the show. We're going to drag on the entire show. But Benny, how you doing? I am doing fantastic. Lots of stuff to talk about today, so it's good. Yeah, well, I think we should probably get right, go, right going. But you know what? I think uh, the last time we did one of these regular shows i'll call them in quotations regular not a best of or a special feature like we did the wandavision episode i didn't really go into like in case you're a new listener what we we talk about so maybe for the first few of these i should i don't know what what your thoughts are on that yeah do that and then we make sure to add the air quotes (laughs) so we're going to talk mostly uh movies tv shows marvel dc mcu all that kind of stuff uh some some little bits of entertainment, but what I find that we've mostly been talking since we re- we brought the show back is mostly Marvel, mostly DC, uh, their TV and and uh, movie aspirations and and releases. So our format for these shows are basically news of the past week or so, uh, a pick of the week from each of us, which alternates what we're watching since the last time we discussed. And then we do a little bit of a deep dive. And since we did all of WandaVision, we're going to be doing Falcon and Winter Soldier, which just started as we're recording this. We both just watched it. And this week, we're also going to be including uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League in that discussion. So that end, that'll be at the end of the show. Uh, minor spoilers for Falcon and Winter Soldier, maybe. Justice League, probably more in-depth spoilers because it's a movie that actually came out multiple years ago we're just getting a longer version of it uh but yeah i think that i think that's it and since we last uh did a, a regular quotation style show <laughs> with uh wandavision not the arnold best of we have I, I guess you would call it i put it on the, on the, the show notes as a wandavision fallout following the show's final episode so have you, have you seen anything that, you know, piqued your interest? Maybe you wanted to bring up on the show from, I, I have a couple things, but I, I want to throw it over to you first, if there was anything. No, I still think Haywood's a prick and uh, we'll get to the bottom of that at some Eventually. point. <laughs> I think um, the actor came out recently and said that he, 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 he suspects to be back, but he didn't give up any more detail than that. Got it. Yeah. Um, I think probably something you'll end up saying so i won't go too much into it but obviously uh quicksilver and that lackluster you know lack of information and yeah that we got nothing from it um yeah i don't want to retread that the stuff that we actually spoke on again and we were both obviously disappointed in that and i've listened to and read multiple things and it seems like they really can't settle on if he is or isn't just a regular person or he's not Quicksilver, maybe somebody else because the director of the show did an interview with Kevin Smith. uh, And he kind of just put it in passing. That it was just a cool hire. 
uh, Kevin Feige kind of made it like it was just a cool thing to do, bring him on board, but didn't really dive into it. But then the creator of the show this past week said uh, there's going to be more to Ralph Boner, a horrible name, that uh, he can't, he or she, I think it might be a she, can't say anything further right now. So this was the only person that really came out and said anything, unless it's just a big, another bait and ploy or, you know, just something to keep the fans on the edge of their seat. But uh, I don't know what you think about that. I think the Marvel is notorious for lying and telling us one thing and, and then hoping years pass that it's so good that we don't care. Or you, know, or you just forget about it if he doesn't show up again, right? Which which we know will not happen in this case because it never happens. Think about Endgame. How many times did they say that that was not the name of the movie? Yeah. And sure enough, it was the name of the movie. So uh, there's a lot of room for opportunity. We know that this this world is going to be so much larger in the, in the coming years. Um, there's a lot to unravel that's already been announced. So that makes it tough for more unannounced stuff that that character you know may or may not be part of um branching off you know it might be they might have bit off a little more than they could chew too early on because then they're going to get the hype train going and you know people are going to have to wait there's no choice but you know maybe we start getting hints of other you know characters where like it's not obvious you know in other movies or the series you know, like I've I've read stuff and, you know, you can't believe everything you read. But um, I think there was, I don't remember what movie or show for the MCU, but they talked about there's supposed to be a Storm cameo in something, a possible Rogue cameo or even a role for Rogue um, with like Storm Captain would, Marvel. Storm would make sense in the Black Panther movies if they could somehow tie her in. Right. For Wakanda. Right. That's true. I mean... Yeah, the thing I was reading about was also was Rogue, you know, possibly being with Captain Marvel 2 and uh, like potentially her absorbing Captain Marvel's powers, which, you know, for those that read the comics, that's essentially where she gets her flight and stuff like that. So who knows? You know, there's a lot that we can guess and, you know, we have hopes. You know, I think that Spider-Man alone is going to be so ambitious with so many potentials of, you know, this this you know lack for a better word web of you know multiverse characters that are potentially being brought in from uh you know other franchises and stuff like that so i would you know just like kind of move on that's how i'm feeling i'm just like yeah you know it was great it was cool let's hope that it's one of those things that we could talk about years from now like oh finally see we knew it they like you know everyone hopes for right yeah, the slow burn, as you always say, you know, and that's fine. Well, there's a rumor, I don't know, I think we've mentioned on the show that Ben Kingsley is going to be in Shang-Chi also to kind of tie, I guess, complete the loop of him pretending to be the Mandarin in Iron Man 3 and the Mandarin is actually going to be in Shang-Chi. So I guess they're going to somehow connect that. I mean, he, they did kind of already reveal that he wasn't true Mandarin, obviously, in Iron Man but that there is a real Mandarin in a uh, Marvel short uh, that they released. But I don't know if that is still technically considered canon because a lot of those shorts kind of happened around the same time that they got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. rolling around where something that right. we don't agree on also is, is that is that canon? It doesn't look like it is. Yeah, at this you know, point, I, I could agree with you that it's not, especially yeah. with the Darkhold. 
I was just going to say, based on our last uh, our WandaVision episode, is, you know, more things to people, how different the book looks and multiple things with that, where they're saying it's not, don't don't count on it. But right. you never know. Never say never. Just like sure. the, the WWE, never say never. <laughs> Sign that contract. But I, 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 uh, I like all the stuff after the episode. I feel like uh, I still I still like the show in general. Like now it's settled down a little bit and uh, we had a few weeks to think on it. And I still will find myself going. I'll probably go back to it and watch it multiple times. I don't know if I'm still going to, after watching one episode of the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, like I don't feel like there's going to be a, a need for as much weekly dissection of the show. It's not that slow burn, but that's some foreshadowing just for later. We'll continue with the news and just keep going. Then, if you want to go with the next uh, next bit of news, yeah, no, that works. Well, speaking more of Marvel, but uh, different franchise, you know, going in the realm of Sony, we have the Venom Two movie that we know is is on its way at some point. Uh, Let there be carnage. It has, as expected with most stuff nowadays, uh, delayed. Right now, it looks like it's delayed till September. Who knows if that will stay I, I would assume it's going to stick now at this yeah. point yeah because See, did Morbius speculate... Morbius got pushed back a long time didn't it I think it may be around that same time frame I don't know I, honestly yeah right I thought it was much later which is why I, I was probably do a quick yeah because I mean we don't know much about Venom obviously we we do know that obviously it'll have carnage we don't know if there's going to be any type of Spider-Man crossover I know that they talked about the possibility of, uh, you know, Spider-Man jumping between franchises, like the part of his contract, yeah. and you know. So, so Morbius is January of twenty next year, right? Which so, is weird because that was supposed to come out before Venom even right. came out. So, so at this I mean, point, it, it's coming, coming out after Spider-Man, also. Right. So it's it's weird, you know. I mean, I didn't love the first one. I didn't hate it. You know, it was okay. Um, I think we were in the same boat on that together. Yeah, it had potential. Um, I do like eventually, like the the symbiotic relationship that they tend to build towards the end of the movie, and hope that they build on that. Um, you know, I was bitter at the beginning with him not having the spider on his chest, but it obviously makes sense. It takes you out yeah, of the I'm character. Not crazy about that either. Because yeah. I mean, he's I'm one of my I'm favorite not crazy characters. About the liberties that they did with it, but. It right. was. It's a fun. It's a watchable movie, right? But uh, yeah, so I mean, September. We'll see. We have so much this year, <laughs> so you know we'll have other stuff to hold us up. People are speculating that the move isn't so much due to the movie theaters, which again we're we're, we're kind of in the same like re- on repeat that the theaters are starting to reopen. I don't think people are going still, but right. L.A. L.A. opens I think next week. New York has already started opening uh, their theaters. I think AMC announced that like over 95% of their theaters or somewhere around that percentage, don't don't quote me on it, will be open. So we'll get a, a true test out people, how safe people feel once another big movie comes out. But the, the speculation people had was that the movie was going to come out and then Universal moved fast in the, the, the next Fast and the Furious 27 or whatever one is coming out. 2099. Uh, they moved it to, to June, which was supposed to be Venom. So they didn't want to release it around the same time as that, figuring that 
the limited amount of theater goers are probably already going to be fighting for their dollars, you know. Right. So they might not go see two movies and they probably won't pick Venom over it, I guess. That makes sense. Oh, well, I mean, it'd be nice if you think about the strategic decision being more that because that's that's really the reason, you know, other than the movie not being ready. You know, it's yeah, that movie has to be ready, right? At this point, uh, at this point uh, last fall. Right. I would hope so. Same with Morbius, you know, but we, we've we've seen Fox fumble on these movies and hold on to them for a really long time. New Mutants, you know, so you that worry that. No, agreed. But like, you know, you worry about the integrity of the movie at that point. Is it going to is it going to hold to the fans that are waiting for it? And that's another movie. I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I was just I, gonna say I didn't. I didn't. T- this. I don't think it was worthy of all the hate it got. Actually, agreed. Agreed. So, all right, yeah. But we can move on from that. But uh, yeah, well, I'm looking forward to seeing if we get more characters. But time will tell. We'll see in September. How about uh, you got the next one? <laughs> the uh, next on, you one got on it? here is is uh, it's a very minor thing. It's Loki. They released a poster for Loki. And uh, which which debuts June 11th on Disney Plus, so that uh, there'll be a little bit of a break after Falcon and Winter Soldier because hopefully Black Widow comes out, and then that'll lead us into Loki. There was a little a little clip with uh, Tom Hiddleston who plays Loki and Owen Wilson. Did you see that? They did a little. Not recently. No, I I saw like the original trailer only. No, no, this is like them in in not in character as actors. Uh, no, then I doubt the show and who's the lead. It seems like they have a little bit of a buddy cop kind of relationship going on. I don't know if the show is going to be all of that, but that's what it kind of portrayed. And it got me a little bit more excited for the show. It's it's almost like a a minute long hype video talking about Falcon and Winter Soldier and then just saying that their show is going to debut in June and who's the star of the show. And it's a funny little, little bit, but. I mean, That's I don't really even bad. really know what it's about, but you know, I know that it's supposed to have. It's going to be like a connective tissue type of show. Well, so, he messed with time, right? He took right. The the, uh, the tesseract in the alternate Avengers original movie timeline. So things will there'll be repercussions for that. I'm assuming. Right. Uh, and then the last bit of news is that HBO Max announced they are going to have an ad supported version come out in June. I thought this was an interesting bit to add on here, so actually deviate a little bit from the Marvel and DC stuff and actually talk about a streaming service which I, I like to talk about. I like to listen to and research these things because I don't have cable uh, cord cutter and I have just streaming services and I was interested by this. Uh, ad supported version isn't for me. I, I, I don't, I'm not crazy about it. I have Peacock right now with the ads on it. I'm not crazy about it. Hulu, I have the ad free version. Uh, my HBO Max is obviously the uh, non-ad because there is no ad version. But th- what do you what do you feel about HBO Max coming out with an ad-supported version that I'm sure will be cheaper or or potentially free if they do the Peacock model where they have multiple tiers? I don't think it's a bad idea. Unfortunately, I deal with Hulu <laughs> and their lovely ads, so you know I don't. So you're living tend- in that already. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like I don't use Hulu a lot. That's probably one of the reasons I don't mind it. But I probably just like unless it's something I can't get elsewhere, I'll use that. But well, a lot of times, the ad-free version. I could, but yeah, I save a couple bucks because 
I think what happened was it was one of those Black Friday deals and it was it's a dollar a month for the rest right, of the right, year. Right, right. So, you know, you get what you pay for. Perfect example, you know. But uh yeah, if it's I'm if in- it's a premium price, you know, no, but obviously yeah, get I'm intrigued with it just based on them getting more subscribers and maybe following adding more original content. They've already as far as I'm concerned, they don't have the numbers subscriber wise that Disney Plus has, but they've done a great job with original content. They're continuously putting backlog stuff. They've put uh, Superman animated series this past week on there in HD, which is a first for a streaming service, I believe. I don't even think that was on DC Universe. Oh, really? So, I don't think that was even has even been on Blu-ray, the original Superman uh, animated show. And uh, there is a couple caveats with this, though. They said, on the positive side, they said the HBO shows will not have ads. So if you want to watch something like Kirby Enthusiasm, Sopranos, Silicon Valley, something like that, no, there won't be ads. I, I'm assuming there'll be a pre-roll something, maybe a HBO commercial, right? But they won't they won't stop it in the middle of the show, which is good for people that want to watch those shows. There's some great content on HBO. Negative side, those day and date movies, theatrical movies that are on there, will not be a part of this ad support. So you cannot watch them. So Kong vs. Godzilla, when that comes out, I mean, this is launching in June, so that doesn't really, won't really matter at that point because these movies get pulled. Uh, but uh, Matrix so, right. or whatever, it's still those. Suicide Squad. Suicide Squad is probably a better example. That's probably sooner. Yeah. Well, I mean, it it makes sense because you want people to go, but you want to give them options. So right. I think that's that's kind of a way to, you know, get their foot wet and get a feel for the app. Right. And, and that's what it is exactly is start off like, see if I like it. And uh, if I get rid of the ads, I get these movies day and date and, you know, HBO get their money. They get a happy subscriber. And if you don't, after you watch the movie, you go down to the $5 plan. They don't care. Right. They got their 15 for you for that month and whatever. Right. So one last thing I wanted to talk about, it's not on the outline. I have to do a formal retraction. Correspondent for the show, Dr. Joe, has listened to the show. Multiple episodes. I have to make a full retraction. Uh, he does listen to the show. He's the only person that will, maybe one or two other people will care that I mention this on the show. But he's listened to the show. We may have him on a future show here, there. We'll sprinkle him in. We'll see. But Dr. Joe is back in the fold. My My most frequent co-host of any podcast i've done and i've done a bunch dr joe is 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 on board back again with the media mastermind (laughs) golf clap welcome dr joe (laughs) welcome dr joe so let's go to the pick of the week i think you have a little discussion to do about my previous pick of the week and your do you have do you have a rose thorn prick for this week i do I do. I don't know if you've seen the movie, so that's my only concern. So I have two prepared just in case. Oh, okay. Well, if I just lie to you and say I didn't see the movie then. Then you can waste your time and tell me (laughs) tomorrow that you watched it already. (laughs) I'll wait wait for the next recording and be like, I've seen that already. No thread off my thack. So, yeah, the movie you asked me to uh, check out was Knives Out. And uh, I have to say, I suspect foul play. (laughs) I got to say, great movie. You were absolutely right. 
I didn't think I was going to dislike it. I just, you know what it is? It was a movie that was on my list for a while, like many movies that I still haven't watched. And it's, it was one of those things where I didn't have enough information to be like, oh, I should watch this. Like, I hate to say it, like, I'm going to bring up movies like you probably think, oh, my God, like, I haven't seen that last Predators movie still. I have it sitting waiting, like, just like things like that. I'm like, just like, I don't even this know what it's about. Still. No, I, I agree. And, so and I also when I was I think I mentioned it on the show, if I didn't, we, we, we spoke privately on it. I was trying to get a show that I feel like isn't necessarily a movie, rather, that isn't necessarily in your comfort zone. Now, it's not as far as I was going to go when we discussed. And maybe this that'll happen eventually. But I feel yeah. like it's not a movie you would generally probably pick out and watch. Am I Agreed. right or wrong on that? I, I agree. Yeah. And, I, and like I told you, when you kind of told me to look into it and I did the premises and I saw what it was like, I remembered it's a bad example, but like one of Adam Sandler's more recent movies, we I think we discussed it on the show as well. Um, he had like a whodunit kind of movie on a on a boat and I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was really good and for that you know what I mean so that's what made me I'm like you know what I like twists I like almost everybody that's in the movie great cast um, the movie keeps you going you know like I, I kind of had a feeling I thought who it was we won't discuss spoilers because yeah, obviously don't spoil it. yeah but you know it was nice to be like yeah it was right but it wasn't predictable right if that makes sense yeah and, you know? and, it says, and they don't really try and swerve you too much i was expecting it to be like a million different twists right and, and they don't it's really almost all there for you to kind of figure out on your own right and it's to see if you're paying attention and then looking at the details yeah and it, yeah i thought it was great there was just a there was a lot of good chemistry between all the different characters there's so many different personalities you know in the yeah. house and a lot going on and um yeah, it was it was tense. Had a little bit of comedy in there, um, you know, for for what it is, like light jokes and stuff. But uh, great ending. Really, really, really liked the way everything was just analyzed and pieced together after everything. So great job on your uh, on your prick. I'm, I'm thank you, happy thank you for stabbing me on that one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy you enjoyed it, and, and like I said, I don't have any connection to the movies that I'm picking, obviously. And the director is not one of my. I mean, he, he's one of my least favorite directors of a Star Wars. Well, right. Least right. Fa- he directed one of my least favorite Star Wars movies. I wouldn't say he's my least favorite director, but right. I thought this was great. And I'm, I can't wait to see what, they, what he does with the sequel. Hopefully it's not just like a lot of the same. Right. No, great, great, great job. And uh, I look forward to your next, your next prick next week. Yeah, now the, bar is, the bar is high, I guess. Yep. Right? Agreed. So mine's a little different. You know, for me to go out of your comfort zone, it's hard because we watch a lot of the same stuff. You know, well, you don't have to me- bring me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I always, if you notice, I always try to give you not necessarily a bad movie, but a movie that I feel like you probably <laughs> not the you would look at it and be like, ah, you know. <laughs> not, I not mean, what I want. <laughs> I'm not what I signed up for. Well. <laughs> Look, Psycho Gorman was you got what you got out of it is what I was hoping you'd get out of it. I wasn't expecting you to get any more from that. And you you saw the appreciation that I have for a movie like that. You know what I mean? You say your movie. Am I going to have to buy this movie also or is this movie available for me to watch somewhere or or screen pass or this movie is available to stream on Shutter. Uh-huh. And I will get, and I will, and I will donate my account for you. 
to watch it uh, oh, okay. to make sure that you uh, you. So there's you a get... good chance I didn't, I haven't seen the movie then. It's, not, it's a Shutter movie. No, it's not a Shutter movie. It's but okay. it, I I checked to see it. It it's on Shutter. So okay. again, you might have seen it. If you have, we'll go to my 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 uh backup. Yeah, backup plan. So my movie is with Nicolas Cage. Okay, this is I don't like Nicolas Cage. I'm gonna throw Crazy. that out right. It's the only movie I've ever really seen with him. Really? Yeah, I don't I don't like him. I just his personality is not. Nope, never Welcome saw it. To the Rock. I'm good. Sean Connery though, but I'm um, I'm still good. <laughs> Moving on. Ghost so, Rider. Never saw it. Being a Marvel really? guy, never. Yeah, yeah I'm not missing, missing much. Yeah, either one of them, right? <laughs> yeah. So my movie is is out there. It's really bizarre. The um, nope. This is Mandy. I've heard of it. I've not seen it. So Mandy is like what I would say an uber trip fest of a movie. So the movie pretty much follows the character he plays with uh, his girlfriend, significant other. They kind of live out in the middle of nowhere. Looks like they work in like a little, uh, I don't want to maybe say gas station convenience store, you know, like literally out there in the woods and stuff. And it's very, I'm going to tell you right now, it's a very slow movie at first, but once it picks up, it picks up. It's one of those movies, like the first time I sat with it, I didn't get through it. I was like, all right, this is, what is, what is you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those, like, you just got to wait. So what ends up happening is basically his, his girlfriend gets kidnapped by like uh, a cult that happens to be in the area. And uh, yep. He's showing me on his phone because we don't have the video <laughs> version of the show just yet. Maybe when we start our Patreon, we can upgrade to video. <laughs> um, yeah. Basically, he it's a traditional like revenge movie, but just on a whole nother level. It's just because the, the cult is really bizarre and weird. It's not your traditional, you know, I feel like a lot of cliche cults are like Hick, Hillbilly, Cannibal, you know, it's more like religious cult um and you know like there's weird stuff going on potential drug use and stuff like that so but then like there's stuff you can't tell if it's supernatural so that's what i like it gets you guessing on stuff so um i think i think you'll dig it there's a lot of weird like um the way kind of wandavision you remember they have like the commercials within the show like they have product placement kind of like that for stuff like it's made for the show. And believe it or not, like a lot of that stuff got really popular and like the, the culture uh, of the movie. That's what happens, so, right? Yep. So yeah. It's, so I, 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 I would actually, like you to. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to check it out because that's the gimmick of the show, obviously, but you uh, have no choice. <laughs> it's actually available. Also, I looked up, I have a, if you don't have an app, it's called just watch. It's a, a an app that you can plug in a movie or a TV show, and it tells you where it's available streaming. And obviously, Shutter, like you said, but it's also available on Hoopla. And uh, Hoopla is Hoopla. interesting because Hoopla, Hoopla, is if you Hoopla, if you <laughs> if you tie it to, it works being tied to your library card. So I use Hoopla a lot for comics because they have you could just get digital comics on every month. You get three titles whatever you want. So it could be comic, a movie, TV show, whatever. It's actually on there. So I borrowed it on there already. 
I don't need the donation unless I mess up and forget to watch it in the next three days. I think they give you to watch it. And they have an Apple TV app for it, so I can watch on the Apple TV. That's awesome. Yeah. I think you told me about that with the, for the comics. The comics I gotta, it's, I gotta great. Look it up. It's, it's great for the comics. really is. You, cool. get, you get more than three days to, to read it, obviously. You get, I think, 21 days on the comic, and you can still re-up it after. And it has it has a really good collection, new stuff, everything. If you have a library card, it, it, it syncs up with it. Not bad. I got to so sign up So Mandy is your pick. Mandy is uh, my available pick. Available on Shudder. According to Just Watch, it's available on AMC Plus, which is uh, owned, which owns Shutter. AMC owns Shutter, so it makes sense. Also on Hoopla, and then also on every other store if you're interested in buying it. But streaming is the way to go for if you have one of those subscriptions. So let's go into what we're watching. I think. Yeah. Way to start. You can start it up. Well, I see with the title that we share, so we could talk about that first. Sure. Uh, R- Raya and the Last Dragon. I didn't realize you were purchasing it on, or maybe you didn't purchase it on Disney Plus pre- Premiere. But uh, I'll go into my thoughts real quick. Sure. I, I really like. I really liked it. I, I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Uh, it has a Game of Thrones kind of vibe with the different uh, locations and the basic premise of the story, without giving anything away, is. Uh, they lived in a land that had dragons previously. Baby, they look like a real dragon, though. <laughs> and uh, Raya is has faith in the return of the dragons. Will bring the civilizations that are scattered across this land back together, and they could all be mutual and beneficial. And things happen from there. Disney wide, they are making, you know, they're they're going from town to town, and each town has. Uh, different type of people that are different types of uh, fighting style or civilization or thieves or warriors and that's what gives me the Game of Thrones kind of vibe. It has a lot of action in it for a Disney animated movie. It looked beautiful. I thought the animation was great. It's, a, it's not a Pixar movie. It's Disney's animation studio which I feel like has been knocking it dead lately. They've been putting out great, great content for the past, I don't know, since when Tangled, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Moana, there's been so much great content that they've put out. But what, what were your thoughts on uh, Raya and The Last Dragon? Perfect perfect way to describe it. It's something I did not know if I'd care for it. Um, I'm a big Disney guy like you, not as big in the sense of like, I don't, I didn't see a lot of those older movies. Like I still haven't seen Tangled, stuff like that. But the ones I've seen All are great. available on Disney+. Plus. This is true. I gotta sit sit a day and binge it all out in 4K. <laughs> 4K, 4K. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a lot of fun. The chore- choreography, you know, in the animation side was superb. You know, for that type of film, um, the music was great. A lot of there's a lot of heart to the movie too. Yes, and you, you grow to love all the characters that go on Raya's journey and you know the monkeys are awesome I was, <laughs> I was telling my my son before like he got a I got him a McDonald's happy meal today and he got a Raya toy and he happened to get um you know won't spoil it but he got like the dragon but a specific you know version of the character 
And he's like, oh, you know, what are these little monkeys in the back? I said, oh, they're they're hilarious. They're really funny. And uh, yeah, just I liked I I sat I actually watched it by myself because I didn't think he'd show any interest. And uh, it kept me going. I felt it like my heart was very heavy by the end of the movie. And uh, you so I'm know, assuming you didn't watch it on premiere. I did not, sir. Okay. Don't 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 judge don't judge me. I'm not. No, I'm saying if you had the <laughs> premiere, a perk of premiere, and this is no ad for Disney Plus, just loyal. I'm a loyal Disney person. Uh, is that you can watch it as much as you want still. Once you have, if you get the premiere, so I can continuously watch it still. Got it. But no judgment. No judgment. Well, yeah, me, I gotta this, say to me. To me, this, this is good, it makes it makes me want to purchase it now. If that makes this sense. is the better this this is the better movie. I feel like for them to say, "Here, let's try this this uh, experiment of theater and paying at home in Disney." Because Mulan, I just feel like even my my wife, who isn't is a big Mulan fan of the original animated movie, she didn't even care. I don't think she still watched it. It's on Disney Plus for free now. But this movie. She's like, we have to, we're getting this. We got it the day it came out. So I think this is a good example. We'll see how how well it does financially, and maybe right. this maybe this will dictate if they do Black Widow. I don't know. On Disney That's a good Plus point. Premium. Yeah, no, it, I I really really enjoyed it, and I think that uh, is a lot of replayability, like to watch it over and over and and, and you know, like find you said, new the things. Animation and the choreography are awesome, and it, yeah. it's really. Yeah, and there's a lot of stuff and a lot of in the in the cities that are bustling, there's a lot of stuff going on in the background, a lot of things to, to realize and point out. And I'm sure there's tons of Easter eggs. Like I didn't even look oh, for that yeah. stuff, you know? So but what else are you watching? Uh I don't know if you're familiar with this artist as a musician, uh yep, Billy Eilish. I am. I am. Okay. So Billy Eilish uh, has a, a documentary that Apple Plus purchased. It's called The World's a Little Blurry. I mean, you could just look up Billie Eilish. I'm sure it's the first result. She's like the biggest star in the world right now. And I thought it was a good documentary. I knew uh, a bit about her. I listened to her music, which is probably surprising for some people that know me and know my likes. And I like metal and I like hard rock. And But I, I find myself buried. I listen to old 80s pop and 90s pop and different stuff. I listen to some, ben- some of Benny Synthwave stuff and I, I do probably dabbles in a little bit of everything except country. I don't listen to country music at all. <laughs> but I, I like her music and this documentary. I don't know if you've watched it. Probably not, right? I started watching it actually. Oh, uh, probably. I didn't put it down because I didn't get through the whole thing. It's but a yeah. little long. But it, it's cool if you know her music and it kind of shows you her process, basically. Her writing process before her album came out, the last album uh, came out. And and you seeing her life and what she deals with and uh, you know other you know it, the funniest thing to me is and it's not spoiling anything this is a person's real life I mean is that they still live in their old house her brother and her collaborate on all their music together so her brother in the eyes of many including myself is probably the brains behind a lot of the, the big hits I mean and her voice is just amazing and I'm sure she contributes I'm not saying she doesn't but he seems like he's the, the brains behind a lot of it, but they all live in their same house still with their parents. They didn't buy this big extravagant mansion. Her parents have done a great job keeping her and her brother, I'm assuming, very grounded. You know, it's not a situation where some of these teen stars fall off the rails. I mean, she's still very young. I think she's 18, 
Uh, and so it could still happen. She could still fuck it up. But <laughs> as of right now, she hasn't. <laughs> I, I really like the movie. It's on Apple Plus, and if you buy any sort of Apple product, uh, you have a free year of it. So, I mean, give it a give it a try. Watch at least if you like her music. You probably won't have any interest in it if you don't like her music at all. If you never heard of her, it's a good way to introduce yourself to her, her music and and her as a person. I agree. So, I, I, I yeah. I mean, the one thing I really appreciate because I can relate to her is, you know she's a studio musician that was able to do all her music from home. You yeah. know, they, from her bedroom, they, they're recording everything. Yeah. On a tour to, the, to this day, to this day, you know, and people, people were know, blown away. She, she did the song for, for the, the latest James Bond movie, which has been delayed. And the song is out obviously. And she was on, uh, her and her brother Phineas were on another podcast called smartless. And I listened to that podcast. It has Jason Bateman, Will Arnett, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm horrible, but the guy from Will and Grace, I don't remember his name. It's slipping my mind right now, but uh, they were on there and they talked about like their bucket list things. And they went to the studio and said, well, we want to do a bond movie. We want to do a song for a bond movie. Then next thing you know, they're able to do a bond movie. So it connects to the movie where they show that they got the bond movie. They don't go in detail about how they wanted it so badly. And they're like, Oh, we got to go on the bus and record this part. They need the song tonight. It's like, they're just going like, it's just, wild to me that they're not even going in the studio to record a song for a James Bond movie which is like iconic for people to get those kind of you know you think of like Tina Turner Chris Cornell you know so many people great people uh, Duran Duran have gotten Paul McCartney have done Bond songs it's like you're immortalized when you do a Bond movie it's true it's incredible I mean I, I I'm really inspired by the fact that they have been at it. They continued to push through it. And, you know, it shows you like, if you really put your heart together and your, your knowledge, you could do stuff from home. And she has won. They've won Grammys for it, you know, which is a big deal. And people are like, Grammys. (laughs) yeah, people in studios are like, how is this possible? And it's like, well, people, you know, people think the quality is there. I mean, the writing is there, but obviously, Production is another very, very big aspect. You know, cream, that's a whole that's a whole rising. different discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talent and and, and you know, cream rises to the top. Uh, and then the last thing I had on here, I'm sure there's other things I'm forgetting because I, I kind of threw these together. Uh, was is Kim's Convenience? I don't know if you've heard of it. Mm-mm. No, it's a, it's a TV show. It's similar to like Shit's Creek. It's like produced in Canada. Show takes place in Toronto. It's about a, a Kim fa- the family, the Kim family. They own a convenience store, uh, so they're a, a Korean family. Uh, and there's four seasons on Netflix. I've ran through all four of them. The fifth season will be the final one. They just announced right as I was finishing uh, the fourth. And uh, I don't think they have closure to it because it makes it seem like they had already produced the season and now just decided that it's done. But where this ties in a little bit may interest you. If you want to prepare yourself for Shang-Chi, the lead of Shang-Chi is in Kim's convenience. Interesting. So he, okay. plays, he plays, he plays Jung, who is one of the main characters in the show. And I thought the show is really funny. It's, it's really great. Uh, it's not totally politically correct for an Asian family and, 
he's a little a little bit racist, a little tiny bit, and he doesn't do everything the correct, the politically correct way. And it's just a, a really easy bingeable. Have the show on in the background and and just watch and laugh. And I I highly recommend it. It's added to my list of things now. I've been burning through between. Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, and now I took the comedic spin with Kim's Convenience. I would say to definitely watch it. Watch the first two or three episodes. If you don't like it by then, then you probably not. It's on Netflix. I don't know if they think I said that, but that's it for me. So all my service, all my stuff streaming. Raya, you'd have to buy. Billy Eilish is on Apple Plus, and Kim's Convenience is on Netflix. What about you, Benny? Besides Rye, obviously. Which yeah. Well, and then I can't say Knives Out because <laughs> we talked about that one. We did, but it's on streaming. It's on streaming yeah. also. It's on yep. Amazon. Yep. So for me, it's it's two TV shows. One of them I'm still getting through, and the other one I actually binged over the weekend uh, for my birthday, which was cool because the episodes are really short. But the first show is uh, Paradise PD. This is one of those shows that, uh, you know, definitely... Uh, turns a lot of people off very you know make a lot of those jokes kind of like the south park family guy crude humor um over the top like you know raunchy i i find that stuff funny uh i was a big brickleberry fan which is uh the same creators made this show so they just put out season three um last week so got through most of the episodes so far it's so outrageous i don't i don't think you've ever seen it um no i've seen it pop up on netflix but yeah. i haven't actually watched it i mean it's literally dick and fart jokes <laughs> like you know like to the extreme you know so i love it for what it is it's just you know you just put it on and that's something that even my wife and i we just sit and watch it and we just laugh you know because it's just so absurd like some of the jokes are just so bad it's like you know and funny enough i was saying last week i said you know with everything that's going on in the world, you know, how everybody is very, very sensitive with a lot of content that's out there. I said, I'm surprised the show doesn't get, you know, more like publicly, like where we were reading about it. And sure enough, like this weekend, there was an article that they had an episode where they have an episode with Jesus Christ in it. And honestly, it's something that family guy did already. Like literally it's no family guy specifically, like, remember when they did, like, Jesus Christ, the movie kind of thing with, like, the guns blazing and everything? No. The family Guy? Like, no. they did. Oh, really? Like, there was an episode, like, earlier on, and it's like, oh, you know, we got to go see Jesus Christ, you know. I think it was The Passion of the Christ, too. <laughs> and he's got, like, Uzis and driving a car and, like, just ridiculous. It was a joke just like that, and apparently it, it turned people, because, you know, I think the younger audience now probably not familiar with family guy because right. obviously it was much worse i said what are the odds you know i just said that the show gets no hate and then all of a sudden <laughs> it's getting ridiculed and into existence pretty much as stan would say you know <laughs> friend of the friend of the show loves to be my reverse flash um it's funny because there was a transformers joke too and i thought about you know, i'm like i'm not gonna push him to get to watch the show because i don't think he'll get into it <laughs> But it was it's so well, stupid. I, I've got my bingeable shows cleared right now. So uh, maybe maybe Do it. watch watch one episode. There you go. <laughs> but it was like something about Optimus hate crime. <laughs> and it was like a racist Optimus Prime just in white. I was like, oh my not, god. Not Artemis Prime, though. Not Artemis. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. 
But on a serious tone, um, another show that I came across, funny enough, I found... on a serious tone? The next show. Not the, is it? Not, yeah. Oh, okay. Funny enough. It's a cartoon. It is a cartoon, but it's a serious okay. cartoon, I feel. Uh, I didn't know. I, I yeah, yeah. It. I, heard it, yeah. I heard good things about it, though. Yeah, so what happened was a friend of mine on Facebook, you know, we sometimes see friends post stuff, of, you know, share their opinions. A trailer came out, like there's a new season of this show coming out. And they were like, oh, really excited. Too bad it's not, you know, the story, further story of blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't know who the characters were. But I was like, oh, it looks interesting, you know. So I decided to look it up. And it's on, uh, I believe it's on HBO Max. So it was originally, I think, a Nickelodeon, sh- not Nickelodeon, a uh, Cartoon Network show. And then HBO took it over. So the show is called Infinity Train. It's... Uh, it's got three seasons now. Each season is called book. So it's like book one, book two, book three, book four has just recently got announced. We don't know when it's coming, but the idea of the show is, you know, again, it is a cartoon, but you know, there's certain cartoons that I've liked over the years that they have their own sense of maturity, you know, like it could be drawn, but it could be, have a serious tone. You could have humor and all that other stuff, but it doesn't make it a kid's show. That's, that's, what I wanted to get across. And I felt that with Infinity Train. So the idea is um, this girl in the first season basically finds herself on this train and it yeah, kind of reminded it? similar to that and the train from Rick and Morty. Yeah, well, that's what that's what yeah, right. really All inspired. So, you know, the, the, the idea is the character has a number embedded on their hand. And they're seeing that as they're doing things, the number is potentially going up or down. And the idea is that as the tra- as they're progressing in the train, each train is almost like its own dimension. It has its own theme, its own world. It could be huge. It could be tiny. You know, you can walk into a train car that's just the track, you know, from door to door. Sometimes it could just be like a whole you know, primal world, you know, with like dinosaurs and everything. So the idea is that the character is trying to understand why they're there and, you know, without, it's not spoiling anything, but the real premise of the train for the most part is people to solve their problems in life. Like they're, they were brought there in not in the sense of saw, like, you know, how like saw they're there to like right wrongs in the sense it's like that, but not in a dark, that dark of a tone. It's like, you're here, get your stuff together, figure things out for your, for your better well-being, you know, for yourself and you have the ability to go home. So you're, you're, you're trapped, but you're not trapped, you know? So, you know, they give the character hints in a way you meet a lot of different characters throughout. Um, but what I really, really liked about the show is it's not long. Each episode's like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, okay. short. So, so short. yeah. So I got through the whole season on the weekend, you know, but what I liked a lot, but it's also like it's hit or miss. Like the this each season is not the same character, but there's connective tissue. I'm sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Like, and it's really clever how they do it. So, you know, season one ends, season two begins, but it makes sense why it begins the way that it does. You know what I mean? It's yeah, not I have it take- on my list on on HBO Max. I planned on checking out because I heard good things prior to you even. Right, you know, saying you watched it, but highly recommend. I can't wait for uh, 
for book four. Even I was by the time I got to I think season middle of season two, Xander was watching it with me. He's like, "Oh, yeah. this is really cool," and he was getting into it because it's a show that I like that he also watches with me, which was an older show too. Um, the name escapes me now because <laughs> like I'm thinking about this show. I've I've definitely spoken to you about it before. Um, uh, anyway. <laughs> We'll discuss Sean, it. Sean, uh, Sean Hayes is the third uh, host on Smartless podcast that I missed before. I felt I felt bad that I didn't get. Remind me who that is again. <laughs> he's uh, he's one of the guys from Will and Grace. I think the the gay, the gay ah, guy from Will and Grace or something. But got he, it. He, J- Jason Bateman and Will Arnett do this podcast. It's an awesome podcast. If you don't listen to us, listen to that. They have great guys. Perfect. One other thing that I, that's not on here that we, I know we both watched is South Park. Oh yeah, vaccine special. Before yeah, we do so that, just, just real quick. Okay, good. Gravity Falls. That's the show that I absolutely love. That show. Perfect example. It's it could be considered kitty. There's definitely more content to it to make it more for of an adult cartoon. Great yeah. seasons. Great build up to like a, a really great ending. So Xander ended up really liking that. My son and. This reminded me of that kind of connection. I was like, oh, wow, he's showing a little interest. So just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah. That uh, seems special. Have, <laughs> don't have interest in Gravity Fall, but I will watch Infinity Train. Sounds so, good. So re- real quick, before we get into the Snyder Cut and uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, what do you think of the uh, Vaccines South Park yeah. special? Meh. Yeah, it, was, it was okay. I'm, I'm I mean, over I the laughed continu- during it, but... Yeah, I'm over the continuity. For me... I grew up being a bigger South Park fan because of the random episodes. Um, Connected Tissues, okay, to a degree. But we've literally been riding that horse for like for two while. and a half, three seasons now. Yeah. So I, it was too little too late for me to for, for building up a story like that. You know, like I felt that the random episodes built the story. And they did it yeah. in a clever way. You know what I mean? Because you were always able to connect the dots back to, oh, you know, Cartman's mom is this and this and this, you know. Like I don't. It's all about Randy's dad now. I love Stan. Don't get me wrong. But he Stan wasn't Marsh, in that. Epi- he wasn't in that episode. Well, I'm just saying, like in the sense, like he's in it briefly. Like for once, yeah. it was we we got a we got a step away from Tegrity Farms. Thankfully, I'm just oh, bringing yeah. up. I'm just bringing up the example of the one thing that's been connecting all the yeah. seasons together. Yes, I will. I love Randy. I don't care for Tegrity Farms, but I love Randy. So that episode actually gave me an opposite reaction to me. I'm like, there's no Randy in this episode. Right. So, but I, I felt like if you feeling for it, well, it's more like if we would have gotten Randy, we would have got him exactly how we got him, him selling his special. Yeah. That's literally what it, what was happening. Right. I'm that's like, all, all right. been doing lately. Yeah. So I felt like it was, I did like the last, would you call the last one a special? Like, is this the first time? Like, this is the season as far as I understand. Like, we're not getting anything for a while now. Like because it was so long, you know, but like the episode with Mickey in it like that, you know, that was good because that was that was the stand that I like. That was a spe- that was the first special. Right. That so was like the COVID special. This is the right. vaccine special. Right. Yeah. So next will be yeah. the president, the presidential special. You know, they've already done presidential. No, oh, they have to they have to do the new one now. <laughs> We won't so get let's, move, let's move on. <laughs> I thought it was all right. I mean, it, I laughed. It, it, it's a good escape. I'm kind of over shows doing COVID stuff in them. I get it. It's a comedy, but like Superstore, which is another show I watch, like this season's been like taking place during this. And it's a comedy sitcom. 
Like, I don't want to watch a comedy sitcom talk about real life where you have to wear masks and everything. I don't, I don't want to see that. I live that. I don't want, I want to escape right. from that. Right. So that's just right. my two cents on that show. But let's talk Falcon and Winter Soldier first. I don't think there's a whole lot to talk about. And then we'll do Snyder, uh, Snyder Cut of Justice League. Again, minor spoilers for these. I'd recommend you watch them before listening, but we're not going to give away, I don't feel like, anything major, especially for a movie that's multiple years old that just has a lot of extra content in it and probably not going to be continued anywhere else. But so Falcon and Winter Soldier. Oh, you want me to go first? You go first? Uh, you go? I could I could talk about it. I mean, it's still fresh in my mind. You know, uh, as a time of us recording, it was uh, aired today. I watched it one time. Um, as as it did, did I. Yeah, it, did, it didn't grab me, but it's it. I felt the way I was expecting to feel. Like I'm like, all right, you know, these are a couple of characters that are going to probably get some character development. They haven't really had their moment to shine in the shows. We're going to get a little bit more of, you know, what's going on with Bucky. Because obviously, you know, Bucky got, got, got better in Wakanda, but we don't know to what degree. We don't know if he was still suffering from issues. And, you know, with Steve out of the picture for both of them, you know, like that fallout. Is, that's the thing that I wanted to see the most, like how they're handling that. For, for a being almost an hour show, I felt like that much happened. Um, but you know, the characters are getting their individual time. I think that's what was expected. Like I said, um, I read where like some of the themes are going to be, you know, and watching that part in the beginning with, you know, with Sam handing in the shield, I felt that that was, I, where they were going with it is exactly where I thought they were going with it. Um, before even don't, watching, don't give it away. Don't give it. No, away. no, no. Yeah, no. That, that's why I'm. That's why I'm trying to be very light. But uh, you know, knowing the story a little bit, comic sense wise, like that's not where I was thinking. It was more like, how are they going to handle it? You know, because obviously MCU does different directions. But um, I think it's definitely going to be way more grounded. You know, despite Sam being in there as the Falcon. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope that we get some good action. You know, the action that was in it was was good. Um, it felt like a movie, like quality wise, like it didn't feel like a show. So it was a little bit of a tease in that sense. You know, like the whole beginning. I was like, all right, this this looks like this yeah. could be in an Avengers movie, you know, in a sense right. or a Captain America movie more so. Yeah, like I, more I so felt, Captain America movie. yeah, I felt the filming looked like that kind of style, like uh, Winter Soldier has like a certain cinematic feel to it. And I felt like this represented that. Uh I'm hoping that we get some questions answered. I, I did like that there was some fi- fourth wall breaking. Like we won't discuss that. We can maybe discuss that off there. There was like some dialogue said earlier on that I felt was more towards the fans, but they laced it into the story um, just about Steve. I'll leave it at that. And I was like, all right, that's kind of clever. So we'll see where they go with it. Um, it's less episodes, right? It's like six episodes. I think. Six episodes, but longer episodes. Right. So it was fine. It wasn't great. Uh, I don't know if it's a slow burn. I feel like it might be like this the whole season. You know, there's no big bad that I'm going to be like, oh, I can't wait to see. We know it's Baron Zemo, you know, so. Well, I feel a little bit differently, I guess, from you do on it. But I I don't I felt like this is 
the opposite of WandaVision, not a slow burn. It was right into the action. You get a big battle scene right in the beginning of the show, and it, it kind of sets the precedent that, like, this is going to be the show. You're not going to have to watch every little minor detail to try and pick up Easter eggs or try to come up with theories. I already know who Mephisto is, and I'm not going to tell you because he's in the show. I'm not going to tell you who he is. But, uh, no, but I, he's, I but, he's that, good. but he's that dog, isn't he? <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I, I liked it. I mean, it's not, again, it's not the same thing like WandaVision, but the action and everything, like you said, it's movie caliber. You could tell they spent some money on the right. show. I really love that. They, I mean, it's it's minor to most people probably, but I love that they use the Winter Soldier theme from the Winter Soldier movie. Right. In it, and that's obviously not. And he, uh, Henry Jackman, who did the score for Winter Soldier, is doing this show. So I expect to hear more. And I like it. They're kind of separated, the two of them, for the episode. And, I mean, that's not really spoiling anything. Right. And you're, you're along what they're going through right now following Endgame. And eventually they're going to come together, I'm sure, right? Right. But you're seeing Bucky dealing with Bucky and his character development over these past however movie many movies he's been in, four or five, six movies. And Sam adjusting to a role of being himself right and and what else that's going to come with and what are there and there's not a whole lot of other characters in it you know at the end you see the credits of the other people that are in the show and they're not even in the episode so it is a little bit of that slow burn like you said because they don't throw everything at you all at the same time but there's a lot of good quick action right away and i enjoyed it i don't think it's something you need to overanalyze and not Anything like, well, who is that guy in the background? There's some characters that show up, but I feel like you're going to be given very cut and dry answers for a lot of things in this show. Makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it, so I'm not disappointed. I just uh, I didn't know what to expect, really, as as we you know getting closer to it. I feel like I'm a little more excited for Loki, maybe because you know we're we're dealing with you know multiverse at that point, you know, to some degree, time travel. and both of these characters aren't generally my favorites, but that's what right. these shows should should introduce you and get you to to root for these characters, right? Right, so. and like like WandaVision did for both of us, right. we we weren't right. necessarily big fans of the characters, but we've we've learned more and we want to know more now. So right, it got us invested. So uh, the next time we talk about it, we'll have a couple more episodes under our belt. We'll probably have a little bit more to talk about, a little more of the path of where the show is going, but. Next up is the long-awaited, fan-requested, demanded Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League. Mr. Rose? Meh. Four four hours. (laughs) Four hours. Four hours. Four hours. So So you don't like it? I felt... That I had to watch it, watch it in sessions. I could not get through it in one sitting, for for various reasons. But I just, just to analyze it for a moment, I feel that it fixes a lot of problems in the sense of connecting dots for stuff that didn't make sense with the original theatrical cut. Um, You know, there was a lot of those scenes where I'm like, oh. That explains why that happened. Oh, that's why we went there. Oh, that's that's how you got that. You know, like certain things, they didn't take the time to explain. 
because they shortened the movie, but it also, you know, his way of telling the story, it's, it's a bit stretched out. Like you said, it's long and it's really a lot of characters, origin stories, you know, to a degree, you know, we don't get everybody's origin stories, but there's certain ones that you needed that you should have got when the movie came out, you know, it essentially could have been two movies, which was the original plan, right? It's supposed to be a trilogy, right? No, eventually well, this was supposed to be two movies. And I think his other stuff that now he's come out and said would have been this movie and then two more movies, which would have been like four movies. Yikes. So <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so realistically, I, I, I could appreciate certain parts. I definitely liked the reduction of a lot of the unnecessary humor. Um, there was a lot of forced humor. I felt in the theatrical version with those re- with the reshoots. But, uh, but but it's not without its humor. It has humor to it for a Snyder but, movie. Which but, it's, usually... but it's appro- right. But it's appropriate. I felt oh, I, a lot. I, Go ahead. I'll, I'll let you get continue. No, I was just going to say, I felt a lot of the jokes. You could tell they were written by someone else in the other movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, you could tell they were Josh Whedon jokes. Like I know Josh Whedon's work. I was a fan of Buffy and stuff like that over the years. Firefly. So like I understand his writing, and I'm like, this is not, this is not, this is not Justice League. This is not Superman. This is not Batman. You know, like there was a couple of times where like, even in this take, I'm like, surprised Snyder went that route with Batman. Let's just say, like as far as dialogue goes, but I know that he was trying to make him this beacon, you know, of hope from being this dark brooding, you know, revenge seeking of a monster, you know, the movie prior. So I get the redemption arc, you know, for that, but I feel it was a lot worse before with the theatrical version. It was just like a lot of tongue in cheek things that he said and the, the, the mustache is nowhere to be found. Thank, <laughs> thank God. Um, I feel like we had less of Superman than we did before. Some for some yeah. reason I don't know well, why the movie the movie's longer. That's so, probably I mean, why <laughs> you don't get him for a while, right? Um, I feel like the color, the coloring, like the way that it's you know filtered out as a whole, looks better as as a movie. Um, Wonder Woman kicked ass. I felt a lot more in this, um, especially after eighty <laughs> four. Uh, yeah. The, the 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 flash stuff was very painful to watch i don't like his portrayal of barry honestly he's very he's overly awkward and uh i just feel like the character that's not the character i grew up with the barry allen i know and uh the costumes all right the fingerless gloves always bothered me yeah it's a little weird but um yeah i mean like it was nice that i felt like there was more of the movie that I didn't see than I did see. So it didn't feel rehash, but it just mm. felt like it felt like it was dragging for a while. And then the movie ended. I'm like, all right. I'm like, but wait a minute. We didn't get a bunch of stuff that was in the trailer. And then it says epilogue. I'm like, oh, that makes no sense. Anyway, so we won't go into that. But yeah, like I felt that the movie could have been three and a half or less. Like that wasn't necessary. That could have been a justified deleted scene, like that whole ending. Yeah, but I'm done. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then I guess I may have a surprising take on it that I really enjoyed it. Well, of course you did. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I, I, I guess that's the dynamic of the show. Sometimes we agree completely on things and sometimes we don't. But I'm not saying I don't agree with you on the movie is very long. He made the movie for HBO Max. It's not a theatrical movie. It should have been broken down into episodes that you could watch almost like a miniseries. And it essentially is because it's broken down into parts. But people are watching it straight through. I watched the first hour or so, had dinner, and then watched the rest straight through. Uh, I really liked it. And I, I said this analogy to Julie last night. I said, after watching it, that's the complete story. That's the way it was supposed to be. The Whedon version is like when you're a kid and you have this book report that's due tomorrow and you like looked at the back of the book or you skimmed through the book real Cliff quick. Notes. And you, just threw, you threw together. Or back when the internet was in its infancy, you tried looking up the book on the internet and now you can find everything. But people of our age will know like when the internet was in its infancy and you had to like try to information on it, it was a pain. So that's what Whedon did is he just took the, the oh, look at that. That mentions it on the back cover. All right, we'll throw that in the movie. And we're going to throw this here. And, then, and and it gives you a real appreciation for the actual movie because his cut doesn't give you anything. It doesn't really. And, and they people complained about Snyder's other movies. And I happen to like Man of Steel. Batman vs. Superman is okay. It's watchable for me for the handful of scenes that I really like Batman in. Uh, I love his take on Dawn of the Dead. So I like 300. There's movies of his that I like. I, I like Watchmen, which a lot of people don't like. And I'll watch the ultimate edition of that also. And I lost my train of thought where I was going to go with that. Well, you're pretty much saying Joss Whedon is the cliff notes of uh, yeah, Justice right. League. But there was, I was going somewhere <laughs> with the Zack Snyder stuff where uh, you, I feel like you got more heart than people said he delivers in his movies. There's right. comedy in the movies. There was heart in this, in this movie. And those are the things that usually he gets the, 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 raw, the raw deal for. And I feel like each character, and conspiracies aside, obviously Cyborg is the heart of this movie. You're getting his true story. He narrates practically the end of the movie. There's so much of him in this movie, and the Whedon version has almost nothing. So there has got to be a lot of truth to that hostility on the set during the reshoots and him and Whedon clashing and maybe Whedon is a racist. I'm not saying he is or isn't, but if all of this stuff was from the original shoot, they really cut out a ton of his work in this, in the, the theatrical version. Cause as far as I, I'm thinking, they said they didn't do a lot of reshoots, but I'm assuming most of the nightmare sequence and most of that very end, last scene is from the reshoots and that's probably it as far as I, my thinking of the way the movie was and you know maybe right. a couple of, of back shots and stuff like that but it doesn't look like they shot any all new scenes right because We're in my obvious. opinion in my opinion the last scene that features ben affleck in it he looks very skinny he looks skinnier in that scene than he does in the rest of the movie. i i noticed that too yeah at the yeah. end right yeah so that has to be a reshoot. That's the first thing I said immediately. Eh, it, it's fine. It doesn't make a difference to me, but just trying to connect and see where they where they had those reshoot scenes. No, it makes but sense. I, I really liked it. I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm just sour to it, and maybe I'm so disappointed with the way the other one they kind of finished it off. And I don't I don't really know. 
Because I remember once seeing it in the movie theater, and I was like, oh, it was okay. But now having seen this, I'm like, that movie was crap. This is this is the definitive way to watch it, and it is super long, and I wouldn't recommend watching it straight through for four hours. Break it up into at least two parts, maybe three separate parts, right. if you can. And I. I I still think they should have done the Marvel way of making these characters individualized movies first, but this is the best way they could do it, what they have based on all the footage they've already shot. And obviously these movies aren't going to continue unless people make a big stink because the movie does end on a cliffhanger, which is out there. Snyder said that. And I think he's done that on purpose now at this point. Uh, But I, I really liked it. I thought the soundtrack was good. You got to see most of the cast in it. You, it's it is a completely different movie, but you're getting like I said the weeding Cliff Notes version. If you've seen the theatrical cut, there are most of that story is in here, but you're getting expanded on a lot, a lot more. Right. I have. To, I'll add one more thing. The one thing that got me really excited, I did get. I got like chills in a sense, which I feel like I was surprised with, was when Superman came out, like help, help helping the team. Like when he came out with the suit, fine. It was cool. We know it was expected. But for whatever reason, like when he came out at the end that he was actually helping, like I that happened before, but there was like so much dialogue that went with it. Like all that stuff was gone. And it was just, I, I, it, it was Superman that we know, you know, yeah. like just kicking ass and taking names. And I, I, and I, I enjoy suit. that. I love that after he died, he's back in the black suit. I don't know why they would, why Whedon would, would take that out in I don't get it. What would well, we have to have him in the original suit? I don't like you know, comic book fans are going to get off on it. You did Avenger movies, like, right? It was already shot with the black suit, leave it in there. He went out of his way to do that, right? Right, that's what uh, I don't get it, but whatever. That movie's out, and uh, he's not <laughs> even classified as the director on it. I don't think, right. I think it still says Zack Snyder on the original. The oh, really? Cut. Yeah. Yikes, poor Zach. <laughs> they could always change that later on. True. But, but I, I liked it. I mean, the score is good. Uh, it has all the themes of the other, you know, the Man yeah. of Steel. Da, da, da. And, <laughs> and the Wonder Woman theme, right. Yeah, that's great. And that's where it's a little different. Now, like Danny Elfman did the Josh Whedon version. He pulled in, like, the Batman theme from the 90s, the Keaton version right and then right. he pulled in the christopher reeve superman and i'm like I, those themes are iconic but they don't belong here right that's not like the christopher nolan batman didn't have the danny elfman theme in it right like i, I get it you made that theme but this is different this is not that batman right now junkie xl did an amazing job with the score i feel yeah that's definitely one of the better the better parts of the movie like i said as as a whole it's hard to be excited for it, like watching it, but I could piece out stuff that I really enjoyed. Like I said, like the the Wonder Woman scene, like there was so much to that scene that again that was missing. You know, like yeah. you think about how little the other movie makes sense now because so much of the context of that scene was taken out. Yeah. I'm like, that happened? Wait, what? Mm-hmm. Like you didn't know that. You know, like you thought that it was just kind of like a robbery in a sense. Like you didn't know it was this whole grand scheme. And, uh, you know, again, it just it it shows you how much of the storytelling was removed out of the movie, which is it's a shame. So I'm I'm happy that Zack Snyder got the opportunity because this is like once in a lifetime. This is yeah. this is stuff that does not happen. You know, 
Um, I'm excited for the fans as a whole. I wasn't, you know me. You and I went to see BVS. We were both on the hype train for a while. We got a little skeptical. We had saw that one trailer that got us hyped, and then we left scratching our heads. Like, we didn't know what to think of it. I feel like that's what these movies have done for me. Like, they just... Because we know the characters so much. Like, you're a huge Batman guy. I love Batman, too. So we have expectations. And then we have our love for Marvel. And by nature, we're going to compare. And we know we're not going to get the same kind of movie. Yeah. So, right. you know. And that's that's my... my. I don't expect a Marvel movie out of this. And I wouldn't even hold it up to the level of Marvel. But compared to what's come out for DC... Right. I, I really enjoyed it. It's better, way, 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 way better than Wonder Woman 84. Way, way better. There are some weird things in there. And, uh, you know, my wife also mentioned, like, the, 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 the town, like, singing as Aquaman went into the water. Some of the, uh, uh, not score, but soundtrack selection of songs was off to it me. It's kind of weird. Yeah. But I'll make one bold thing and we, we can kind of wrap up the, this, this episode is maybe maybe uh some conflicting things here between our audience everybody the batman and joker scene in it is one of the best batman joker scenes ever done film tv anything in my opinion it totally redeems uh jared leto's performance i don't like jared leto typically as an actor he he didn't do a great portrayal of the Joker in Suicide Squad. His his few minute performance in here is better than the, the entire Suicide Squad. It feels like the Joker. It feels like Batman, who's already at his wit's end. It's something you would see from an older Batman and them conversing with each other. I, yeah. I won't spoil it. The Joker's in the trailer. Everyone knows he's in there, and it, you know. But I, I don't know where you stand on that, but I thought it was one of the best scenes. It, it gave me the thought, and I only watched it once. I'm not sure I'm going to watch it multiple times. It, it gave me that feeling of like when Ledger's hanging in the dark night. And you complete me. Talking to Batman and you're, we're destined to do this forever. And this is now in the future, obviously a different Batman and a different Joker. But it right. makes it seem like they have been. They've been doing this forever. And right. they both hate each other but they don't want to end each other or do they? Right. No, it's, it, it was a great scene. You know, me, I'm a, I, my love for a certain character that you don't like at all. Um, you know, I was hoping to get a little more closure for that character. Um, Robin recipes, you know, we, we, that was never ever shown. I was hoping that which with Leto coming back, that we were going to get a scene with that. We didn't. Okay, I'll live. Um, I just felt like showing the suit and not showing that was uh, was a cop out move. Like I really hoped that we would, you know, which we know which Robin it was, but would he have gone a different direction? You know, like would he have made that dick? You know, like that's stuff that I just wish that I would have gotten answers for. But I'll live at this point. (laughs) So I think that's it for this week. Uh, Next week's episode is going to be another one of our best and worst we, we were spitballing ideas and this is going to be our slashers best and worst volume one so we're going to be doing uh chucky slash child's play series friday 13 series and a nightmare on elm street series one film from each one best one worst 
that'll be our next best and worst. But I think that's about it all the time we have for what I'd like us to end the show with is you singing a little of our, our Wonder Woman score <laughs> like you did before. And that's going to end the show with that. So thanks for listening, everybody. Mr. Rose, take it away.